Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast today. I hope you had a beautiful week and we are coming up to some changes now when we have the sun soon moving into Virgo which is much more practical and grounded than this Leo season has been very very energetic and extrovert so we have a beautiful shift coming up and we also have the second full moon in Aquarius coming up so we have a lot of beautiful energy coming in the few days to come if you're listening to this today when I'm releasing it and I also had a beautiful conversation that I wanted to share today with you with Colette Corcoran she has been a spiritual seeker for the past 25 years traveling around the globe as a student of the great mystery and the mystics she has trained in many traditional and healing modalities And she has done extensive work within womb wisdom, sacred sexuality, and also feminine healing through emotional healing, sacred tantric dance, therapeutic practices, and also delving into Jungian shadow work, which she also talks about in the episode. And she finally settled in France after her pilgrimage in search of the Christian mystics who revered the Black Madonna. And after her mystical experience that she also speaks about in the episode in Chartres Cathedral, Colette heard a voice in the crypt of the Black Madonna ordering her to stay. And she listened to that message and stayed in France, wrote two books and is creating these beautiful online courses now in the Sacred Mystery School library in her uh, website. So it's really beautiful and I learned a lot and I also shared my experience a few weeks ago in Sicily, in Italy, where I uh, visited the Black Madonna of Tindari there. So I think it was beautiful synchronicity having this conversation, learning so much from her. And we get into the topics of womb wisdom, Rose Path lineage, the Black Madonna and her mysteries. It's so beautiful. And speak about the cosmic womb and ancestral healing and Mary Magdalene as well. So I hope that you enjoy this week's episode and that this this topic is, I think, is so beautiful when it comes to healing work and working with the Divine Mother in different ways and also our roots and lineage. And I also want to thank Ace of Air, my beautiful show partners. They're a newly launched beauty and wellness brand committed to products that put people and planet above all. 
Their line of clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare and supplements have been synergistically formulated at the intersection of herbalist wisdom and modern science, focusing on rituals that work from the inside out. Inspired by Mother Nature's ability to create abundance without waste, Ace of Air is the first and only beauty and wellness brand designed to be entirely circular and fully zero waste. You can explore more on aceofair.com and on their Instagram page. And I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. You can connect with me and find me on lovepositivism.com, on YouTube, Facebook, and on Instagram under the same name, Love Positivism. If you have any experiences that you want to share, I would love to hear that. And if you do have time, leaving a review and rating on iTunes really helps this podcast to be shared with more people and to share this healing work with others that are in the same and on the same path as we are. So enjoy this week's episode and happy full moon. Hi, Colette. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So great to have you here today. And I would like to ask you how you stay mindful and present every day. Do you have any practice or ritual that you do that keeps you very present? Yes, very important for me. Uh, So I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I give thanks and I pray to God. That's my very first uh, practice in the morning. And then I meditate. So after meditation, I really decide from there what it is I need to do to get in my body in that day. So it could be a pranayama, it may be some yoga that I do, I may do some sacred movement, I may do something ritualistic. So it really depends on how the meditation goes and what what it leads me to do in order to, you know, decide what's best for me that day. But every morning I I devote time to coming into sacred practice, coming into my breath and trying to be present for the day. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you start your day, day with a prayer and a practice of gratitude because that really sets the tone for the day. And yeah, just connecting with something directly. I love that. So I'm grateful that you shared that. And I've been following you for a while on Instagram and we connected there and it's just the love of this path of the rose and the divine mystical path, uh, especially the feminine path that drew me to what you're sharing. And maybe you want to introduce yourself to the listeners uh, and, and also your path to where you are right now. Yes, so the path for me has uh, been for many years, about 25 years, I've been on this beautiful feminine mystical path. And it started with with yoga. I was um, a very ambitious person and needed something to be more mindful, to allow me to stop for a moment. And I found yoga literally as a form of that. And it deepened me much further into my own self, my own questioning about why I was here and 
what this whole mystery of the world was. And it started to take me on a big, deep adventure as to what God was to me, what was belief, what was my religious upbringing about. And I just went on a what I call the hero's journey, a big adventure to find out my purpose, why I'm here and how the world worked. And that took me all over the world. I did many trainings in yoga. That was my initial, initial and first love. I opened up a yoga studio too in England and I began to get more involved with the mystery rather than mystical teachings and I started to embody them in my yoga teaching and my clients would say to me what's happening to you what's happening to us there's something much more deeper going on than than the physicality of, of yoga and so I try to share with them best I could but I felt my limitations as well in sharing. So I went on to do more training. I went to work with a wound teacher, I traveled to New Zealand. I worked in India, I worked in Bali and I was seeking these teachers of the feminine mysteries or the mystical studies that, that, that enticed me really. And so all the time I was doing this soul searching and the soul work myself, uh, I was producing work courses and I opened up something called the Sacred Rose Temple or as it's known in France as Le Temple de la Rose and it's a mystery school and in this mystery school I teach about Christian mysticism mainly although it does branch out into many different facets those those of us that are on a spiritual path know that many lineages appeal to us because we feel rooted in them all. So Sufism, I've studied with people who have been deeply involved with the feminine in the Quran. And for me, there's a there's a fusing in all religions, in all beliefs. You know, we all come from one stem and, and that's the roses stem. And we branch off to what calls us at that particular point in our life. So if anybody has done my work, they know that the flavour changes quite often as I discover myself, as I discover new teachings, as I discover different foundations and different branches and different roots from different people. And I try to really, in my work, you know, be completely inclusive and allowing of all those people and all those beliefs within the Rose Mysteries because I do believe that they all accumulate there. So mainly, I've gone from you know yoga to emotional healing. I do therapeutic work, somatic therapy, trauma therapy, emotional therapy. And more recently, I am embarking on a very deep journey with Jungian shadow work, which is another facet I think that is deeply embedded in the mysticism of the spiritual path so that's kind of where I am and and where I've been sounds like a really exciting journey and uh, <laughs> there's so much I want to know and ask you <laughs> it's so <laughs> so interesting because it's yeah it's like everything like i i understand what you, what you meant also with when things just unfold and new things come up and it's like going one more layer in and then seeing the connection and i really love that i i feel like i 
I've done the same thing on my path, like with starting with uh, yoga and meditation. And before that also being very connected with astrology and, and before that maybe just being uh, sensitive to energies and, and all of this. And then things started to unfold. So there's so much. And uh, I can imagine since you've, you've been on this path for so long, it's, it's a lot of knowledge and insights. And I'm wondering how, like, how did your life change as you started to connect with this path that you're on? And what was it that led you there? Because you were first in England, and then you traveled to different different countries and now you ended up also in France so how was how did all of that happen for you I don't know <laughs> no I do I do so it was it was very crazy the first big move was um I was in a in a marriage a 17 year relationship and I had a son and the deeper questions started to really unfold inside of me. I felt like I was trapped in a life that I shouldn't be in. And it it was very difficult on the relationship that I was in because I was changing at a rapid rate. I had a different trajectory happening inside of me and that wasn't easy on the relationship. In fact, it broke the relationship down very sadly. And I just was, I felt like I was dying on the inside. I felt what I know now was my soul was really, really banging on my door and saying, let me out, let me out. And I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to fully let it out. I was very, very, um, I was very controlling. I was very ambitious at the time I I had climb the ranks of being a school teacher and I was working as an educational consultant inspecting school teachers and I I wanted to just let it all go all my control go I wanted to let my mortgage go I wanted to let my relationship go my job go and I literally thought am I in crisis here what's happening to me but when I stilled everything when I came to meditation I knew that there was a part of me that was thirsting for something and it was curious. And if I ignored it, that it wouldn't go away, that it would just get louder. And so it took me to the jungle in Peru and I went to Peru. This was my first big journey. And I went to work with plant medicine. Now this, if you know me, is not my thing. I, I, I am not into psychedelics. I don't do any of those practices. I'm into more, you know, grounded practices. But there was something in me that was saying, just let go completely. So I went to a very safe space. I went to a very uh, well-known retreat that works with this psychologically, uh, with facilitators after the experience and it was it was the worst thing I've ever done. I would never recommend it. I would never do it again. But it absolutely showed me what I'd been feeling. And it gave me the ticket of freedom. And it said, leave your old life behind and go. No matter what, you know, even though you don't know what this go means, even though you don't know where you're going, just do it. And I came back from the jungle 
and I changed my life completely. I left my home, my marriage, my relationship, everything. And I opened up a really big yoga studio on my own with nothing. I didn't have any money to my name. And I thought this has to work because I don't have any other option. And literally from nothing to being, you know, three years into the yoga studio, I was having classes of 50 people turning up to do yoga. My workshops and retreats were sold out. Something massive changed in me and it all it was was me giving myself the freedom to do what I really wanted to do. And I needed to do something radical to, to achieve that. Unfortunately for me, that was my story. So that was the first big move and the studio became very successful. And as it did, I started to do more work with the womb wisdom teachings. I was working with a teacher and this was in itself a, a great um, story. And I felt the call again to make another drastic change, another move, another either evolution. And so I closed the studio, I packed up what I had, I took my son and I began to travel the world with him with, with no plans, no agenda, literally to go from place to place together to experience life, culture, civilization, uh, sacred teaching, sacred places. And we did that for a few years until I then received a very synchronistic, I'll call it synchronistic because it's hard to describe it as any other way really, uh, to go to Shark Cathedral in, near Paris. And there was a mystery school happening, working with uh, the seven sacred arts that my son was very interested in sacred geometry and the Fibonacci sequence. And there was a mathematician working with that very subject. So we were in Borneo at the time and we were thinking we might not be able to get to Paris. It was started in three days, but lo and behold, a ticket showed itself and we got to the university week exactly for the start. And I had a very deep experience at Shark Cathedral with the Black Madonna. This was my first experience with her. And she told me to stay in France particularly to stay at Chart and to meditate upon her every day. And I did that for 40 days. I stayed in Chart. I meditated, prayed with the Black Madonna and received whole bodies of work. I wrote a book at the time. And after the 40 days, I said, what now? And she very clearly told me, or I received from her that the world was about to go into a chaotic state. I'd had indications that this was going to happen previous to this visit with her, but it was very clear from this journey and from the teachings of the trip that the world was about to go into chaos. And so I knew then that the best thing for me and my son was to find some safety and that was to stay in France. So I went to England. I bought a very vintage caravan. I met somebody unexpectedly. And we all travelled to France looking for somewhere where we could bed down in safety. And we searched high and low. 
I came to a region of France that I've that I'm in now that's called Hidden France, Secret France, they call it. It's deeply embedded in agriculture and forests and lakes and I have was intending to set up a retreat centre but with the way the world has unfolded we're just preparing really for being able to sustain ourselves here live off grid and just you know coming to retreat our own retreat into our own sacred space as this whole big chaotic plan, which I believe is partly divine, unfolds and happens to us all. Wow. <laughs> that is, that's powerful. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. And um, yeah, it's everything that you, like, um, you're telling your story and first of all it's extremely inspiring because I think that more people than we would think or believe are definitely in on a path as you were where you felt like um, you were not fully in your highest potential and your fullest passion and all of this and and it's mainly because we have been uh, taught and indoctrinated that we, we we shouldn't listen to that and we shouldn't do what 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 our soul and heart wants we're even taught the opposite to like close off and like you said this ambition which also many women go through perfectionism and uh, wanting to be um wanting to do things achieve things to feel valuable and to feel like we're enough. Um, I think that that really resonates with so many and with me as well. And yeah, sometimes we need to do a, a big life change. And it's not like when it's really time, it really makes itself clear in the way we feel in the situations we get into. And, and even though it's it, in, at the time, like for in your case, with the the breakup and all of this it's it's so uh, it's such a divinely inspired and guided thing even though it's it's tough and I really love that aspect also of the goddess where we we let ourselves descend really truly and I say that to to those that I know and and also on the law of positivism on my Instagram there that sometimes we have to go into that darkness and not be afraid of it because that is also a space that is important to grow from and that's like the womb as well so I really love the work that you did and also because I'm also very interested in so I want to actually start by sharing a, um, a thing that happened to me just recently now when you shared that you met the Black Madonna in France and that you had this, you had like this divine inspiration and communication. So I, a week ago, a little bit more than a week ago, I came back from Sicily. I was in Sicily for three weeks. And um, the trip was really, I didn't have, so my very last trip bes uh, before Sicily was actually south of France. And that's right before everything happened in the world so it was 
not this winter, the winter before. So it was in, in the end of December. And I made this journey there as a pilgrimage to Mary Magdalene and her places that you also spoke about earlier. And um, this trip to Sicily yeah. was, was not based on any form of spiritual or sacred um, uh, like pilgrimage at all, but it, it ended up becoming that because the, like, the Marys are, and the, the female saints are really everywhere in Sicily. And the, the, the churches mm -hmm. and the sacred sites, there's so much divine feminine there. And, and I really visited so many beautiful places there. And then something synchronistic happened because I we were supposed to like travel around the island to go to east and then south and west and then up to the north over these three weeks. But it ended up not being so. And during the time I was there, I learned from another priestess that there is a really strong presence of the Black Madonna there. So I had to research that. And when I did, I realized that on this um, north coast of Sicily, there is the Black Madonna of Tindari. I don't know if you've heard about this one. And it's a, san it's a sanctuary. Yeah. And uh, so, the, the, since the plans changed for the trip, we ended up going back north again, the same way that we had come down to the east, uh, southeast. And I said, I have to stop there and uh, like in the village and, and I have to go up to the, to this Black Madonna sanctuary statue and, and church and everything that they build on the top of a mountain. Uh, but what happened was that it was really hard to get up there and there was like no public transportation and we didn't have a car or anything. So when like we, we were like for hours trying to figure out how to get up there and we only had that one day. And as time went by, the afternoon came, it was really, really hot. This was two, uh, one and a half week ago. And I remember sitting down at the at the station where the bus was supposed to come, but it never showed up. And I thought to myself, if she wants me to come up there, I will. Like something will ha happen for me to go up there because there, like I can't like just try and try and try and just not like just yeah. have this resistance. And and I let it go. And then all of a sudden our a guest house host called and because he knew that we were trying to get up there and and he asked about the bus and he said well I can take you and that was a long drive up I can take you up there so he took us up there and dropped us off there and I I was just so glad because when I went into the church and I just sat down there and looked at her and her son and uh, it felt like exactly what you said. I think this it's one of the first times I really feel like a place and a statue has this really strong, I've seen many of these places before, but that I really got a communication. And for me, the Black Madonna is, is so new and it's not, it's not something that I, of the divine feminine that I know that much of, although she's connected to this whole lineage back to, uh, I mean, 
Ishtar Inanna, all of this, this like really, really deep feminine uh, essence. And that uh, it was really clear communication. I felt like, like I was talking to her. So it was really beautiful. So I can really relate to that, what you say. And just thinking now, it feels like a connection that even just thinking about that place and the statue and just the, the, this form, it really is much easier to connect directly. So anyways, I wanted to share that because it's the first time I share it on the podcast as well. Usually when I have uh, experience, I like to share it with the listeners. And so I would like to know from your understanding and from your knowledge and everything that you studied, can you explain like what is, where, where, where does this, uh, like how far back can one see uh, the, the image of the Black Madonna and, and where, what is it connected to and the lineage that you spoke about as well and the rose and all of this? So this is a big question, isn't it? Because this has been my search with the pilgrimage of the Black Madonna since I've been going to all her sacred sites. And thank you for sharing that story because when anybody ever tells me about visits to Black Madonna, there's always that little bit of a struggle before you get to her. And that is part of her working with you. You know, you overcome the struggle, overcome the suffering, climb out the dark, get to her. So that is exactly how I've experienced her. On my journeys to her and working with her and teaching about her, one of the things I don't like to do is to share too much about what I think about the roots of her are. Because the Black Madonna's an enigma. She is a great mystery and she is an experience. And, you know, I've I've read books and I try to still get books on the Black Madonna's and, and fill in, 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 in my mind the questions that I want to be answered about her. And that in itself takes me away from the experience of her because she likes to be enigmatic. She likes to work within the, the dimensional spaces of the unknown and the mystery. And that's one of the super powerful things about her. But I'm gonna tell you about an experience where I feel she roots from in my experience. So there is scientific evidence of the fact that we carry the mitochondrial gene within us that comes from the mother only and this gene within us when it was studies stood went all the way back to show us that we were all born of a black woman and when I read about this something inside me absolutely you know goosebumps total like takeover my whole spiritual being was swelling the whole soul was banging on and I was like this is her this is the black mother and like you said she stems back to the times of Inanna to to Isis she is always being rebirthed through history and I say to people you know these saints the the, the mother Marys the Magdalene's their stories are repeated over and over again through different characters, through different people, through different lineages, because these are the archetypal stories that exist within our collective. 
And these people come and represent themselves as inspirational archetypes to say, this is the story. But we as humans are also playing those out, those archetypal stories. So she is the black mother. She is the mother that is enigmatic, that is, that is dark, that is the representation of the earth, the unknown. She is the unknown side of the feminine, the dark side of the feminine. And very few women want to go there like when I work with women and they love the, the work I do on the Magdalene and the Marys and all the other saints when it comes to the Black Madonna I get a bit of a <gasps> there's fear there and that's because she she represents right on that genetic level in us this shadow side this darker feminine and that isn't bad. This is a, a part of the feminine that has been repressed and suppressed because this is pure magic in a woman. She is pure magic. And you only have to stand before that statue to receive that magic in a felt sense. There is something that goes on with your whole psyche when you stand before a black Madonna. And she is, to me, meeting me at my level as I meet her at her great level. And she is reflecting back at me. And with every Black Madonna I have visited, and when I visit them, I offer a transmission. I bring the work through. I say, this is my transmission from her. There is something in that transmission that connects me to the Black Madonna and collects me to any woman that, that listens to that. And we all become collected within her back on that original mitochondrial genode that takes us back to the original mother wow that perspective is so beautiful now i i think i understand it even more now when you explain it like that and it's really like you said also having that personal experience with her which what she said yeah it was really because i remember so the last trip before this one when going to France and uh, I also um, went in, I can't remember, you probably know where it is. There's a black Madonna uh, on, the, on the path there in southern France. And um, um, I didn't really, so, so I think a lot of things got initiated from that place, but this time was more like a direct experience of communication. And one of the things that I, also really strongly when seeing that image, which we, we have often seen and we see also with Isis holding her son, like something that was really important for me was the, the, the message of that the boy comes from the woman or the man comes from the woman. Mm. That, that, that this is so important, like that lineage, it's very rare that I've like that you see in these images of the mother that it's a daughter, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. it's like the perfect balance when when it's like the the and it's the perfect reminder that all comes from like there is a cosmic womb and that that there is some some feminine aspect to all of creation, like in in what we say in yoga of, of the Maya and and the Shakti. So. I, I love that. And on like on your path with, because I'm really interested in this as well, like working with the womb wisdom and womb healing, where, how, what have you seen there? Because I've seen that this has been so important for so many women 
to get into and understand in their own self how where did that take you yeah that that's that's related to what we've just spoke about isn't it that that mitochondrial gene that that stems from the womb it is the womb and like you said the cosmic womb we we have to you know use the word womb because it allows a certain ability of matter to to form in our eyes and our understanding but the womb is like the cosmic womb it, it's so vast so so vast the the call into the womb I don't know why I got interested in it I can't even pinpoint the point I was like I read a book and it was a very powerful book but this teacher was very dark in the end that I got wrangled up with so I wouldn't recommend this this book but his teachings were very powerful there was just lots of shadow with this teacher and I read a, a verse in this book of his that was regarding the power of women and how women if they refused you know the the sexual energy to men and called them back home from war would stop all world wars and chaos in this world and it really hits me hard and studying the black madonna has allowed me to see that she is also that womb space she is the dark matter she is the unknown she is the place of creation she is that that we find hard to you know to to speak about to put into words and that for me is the womb whenever I've done womb work and connected to the womb I go into this vast space that's completely unexplainable completely untangible unable for me to explain to anyone what's in there because it opens me up into this huge chasm of femininity that includes all those saints god feminine god cosmic womb the beginning of time and that's why I think the womb work has, you know, over the last 10 years, it's become quite popular for women. And I think women's wombs in our collective have been suffering. You know, we're seeing a time in our history where the womb is being affected more than anything. I mean, and currently that's that's happening too. I've been working with women whose menstrual cycles are really, really affected by what's going on with the collective and spiritually, I'm seeing women in this work who are suffering from, you know, ovarian cysts and uh, cervical problems. And one of my bodies of work addresses those passageways into the womb and where we hold collective responsibility. So, for example, the cervix in a woman can hold her masculine feminine wounds and it can also hold her family's masculine feminine wounds and it can hold the collectives so when we see in women these days that are really having much problems with their wombs it's a deeper calling to do this this ancestral healing this healing into what does the parts of my and the womb isn't just one piece there are parts that we have to go through portals Mary Magdalene taught us that to get into the womb space itself and we've got to clear those out and we've got to heal those and I think we're seeing that with the Sisters of the Rose, all these women remembering that we were once a priestess in some ancient time and lineage, the synchronicities that we've all got with the adoration of the Rose and the Saints, you know, I meet women on this path occasionally and every single time I do, we have the same clothes the same adoration the same inspiration it's too too coincidental to be coincidence 
So I think this womb at the minute is the cosmic womb. We are going under a huge planetary rebirth. And so it makes sense that the womb itself would be coming up in the teachings. It would be entering women's minds and it would be showing itself as disease in our collective as well. So I think this is a super important time for women to start saying, what is my womb? What does it hold? And how do I access that and start to work with it? Because it's so powerful. Yeah, it truly is. And it's uh, a direct access and gateway into this these mysteries. And I, I really love that. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to say as well, yeah. like, you know, in, in the past, we've all enlightenment has been mainly, you know, a masculine mm. passageway and, and, and thought of as a masculine thing to do because the enlightened women have been very far and few between and one teacher spoke to me about this and I asked why this was and it, I was told exactly that, that the feminine route to enlightenment is through her womb and she's been led through the penile, which is a very masculine, you know, if we look at the tantric body, the penile is a very masculine entry point. So the womb has been forgotten because imagine a lot of enlightened women walking around the world would be a very different place <laughs> definitely and with the exactly what you said also that we meet women with different um and and many of us have went through that uh and as an initiation actually that there's imbalances in the cycles or mm -hmm. anywhere in the woman like you said there's different parts of of the yoni and the whole this whole system that can get imbalanced maybe you've seen like like you said the cervix is is one part and all of this um yeah yeah if you want to elaborate on that i would love to hear more of how you think and also what is what are these there's some conditions that are really really like sticking out for me like working with acupuncture i, I there's certain themes that are really really um like widespread now in in women's health so yes, how ha yeah. how yeah what are your insights into this i've had a lot of experience you know through five years i worked intensely with the women with women all over the world traveling to hawaii and places like that to do womb work with women and i've seen all the complications all the problems that were coming up I advocate any, you know, healing modalities are so unique to us all that we will all, you know, acupuncture will work for one and not for another. So I feel whatever you feel drawn to physically to, to try it out and to keep trying out the modalities until you find one that works for you. Because what we what we're dealing with is an energetic or often an energetic block. And so those types of modalities really do help to physically somatically open up the body once the somatic movements happened we can start to get into the emotional and that's where that's where i would like to work so you know go i used to use yoga as a gateway or i learned how to do manipulation i also did some uh, wound pulsing and trained in some wound pulsing which is a very ancient tibetan way to open the womb and there is 
these blocks that happen physically first and once we move the physical blocks to a modality that works for you that you are guided to that you find for yourself to do the emotional work in there with support is really really important and I say with support because some of these pieces that are held within your body can be really traumatic they can be really emotional they can be really deep so for example I worked with one one woman uh, and after her womb pulse the fibroids that had been growing in her womb for literally a year came out and the whole emotion that she went through as that was happening was her ancestral ties to the uh, country of birth which was Africa and all the 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 images of the slavery and the shackles and everything came up emotionally and it was a huge place of trauma and this had to be held specifically held and that's what had manifested in her body so after that there was you know a deep integration that she needed to adjust to when she felt what she'd been holding inside of her unconsciously because that's key after doing the Jungian psychology work. I realized that, you know, we hold so much unconsciously because we can't deal with it all at the same time. And we have to very gently, very slowly go into our bodies and begin to extract these things that we hold in our ancestral lines and start to move them out of out of the body. And for the women listening. It, it generally starts in the womb. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And also one of the things that, that um, um, is really clear is the, the experience of pain in the mm -hmm. womb. I'm thinking about that also as a clearing and uh, like something needs to heal within us but also in the collective yes maybe that has also been more intense the past year for for many women and um i i also personally you know i suffered a miscarriage and mm. going that miscarriage for me was a horrendous deep mm. dark suffering and you know i i begged to the madonna i was saying you know why has this happened to me and the pain i went through but actually that was one of the deepest healings that's happened to me for my lineage that i've ever done and you know i went through a ritual of burying my placenta the placenta that i had to birth because of the miscarriage and a whole ceremony that came through me that i've shared with other women so we all have this suffering and I think that in the spiritual community in the past we've all been sharing the righteous, the great, the wonderful, the positive but you know when we share these sufferings as well and what we've all been through we can connect to each other on such a deeper level, a deeper understanding, we have more empathy for one another and it really really made me much more empathetic to women because, you know, I think I'd gone through life thinking I had a child easily, beautiful pregnancy, a beautiful home birth. And then, you know, miscarriage would never knock on my door. This didn't happen to me. I'd heard other women speak of it. But 
when it did happen to me, I realised where I had disconnected from other women with the suffering of like, you know, child loss or the inability to conceive. And so it was a great teacher for me too. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful and also a huge initiation to mm. go through that and which sometimes feels like it's there's so much that uh, women can go through that is is not very supported in society and sometimes even like now it's coming up but I see that there's a also a kind of a gap in the spiritual community when it comes to supporting women because this is like a silent um, yes. silent suffering and silent pain but at the same time it's so huge and what you said this thing with because we we can be extremely empathetic and tuning in and especially if you're sensitive and an empath and all of this but certain things are so like deep it's almost like when you are going through something like that like you you did with it's like tapping into all of the pain of the feminine yeah. right you feel like all women's pain in your body and it's like it's so yeah it's it's a huge initiation so I think and, that's and, yeah and very linked to the black madonna because you know she bears on most of her paintings and statues she bears three scars on her face and those scars mm. represent women's suffering she suffered and she meets women on that level. She's saying, I have suffered. I bear the scars of all women. And so meet me, meet me on that level. And she definitely took me down in that process for me, deeper and deeper into it. You know, I could have obviously grieved and thought, okay, I've got to move on from this. But I actually deeply went into that over 12 months I went into the grief, I went into the ancestral pain, I looked at the family patterns of childbirth and the secrets within my family of lost children and and the the you know the the secrecy or oh, don't tell anyone that you know you're a womb teacher and, and you've had a miscarriage and all of that mm -hmm. nonsense around mm -hmm. it. And so I just publicly shared my whole experience and dealt with my shame my the judgments that might come in and it was a total liberation for me a total liberation yeah that's a huge thing to do and as a teacher also to invite that in to for others to be able to like feel that because I think that it's powerful. I don't, I'm, I don't mean that all teachers have to go th through everything to be able to help and guide, but it's really powerful to, because what you went through is also, uh, it is part of a category of, of uh, pain or loss that, that is so universal that it, do it doesn't matter like where you're from or what, like what, socioeconomic like it's one of the things that I've in a I, I've rarely done past life regressions I think twice yeah um and one of the one of the first times I I did see myself in Africa but as a man and um, um I 
experienced a really important teaching then that has stuck with me. And is it's that we're all connected through the things that we feel because we all feel can experience this exact same emotions, no matter if you were man, woman, which age, and that connects us. So the, the vibration and frequency of what we feel also unites us. It goes beyond the body. Um, yes. So I think that's really beautiful that you, because in, in that comes a lot of healing, like you said, and it's a vulnerability to receive also receive support and uh, because I think it can, it's it's more of the masculine to try to figure out everything yourself and try to do and to just move forward right instead of like like sharing and in that receiving as well receiving support and healing and it's really I think that those these things are also re- very connected to the descent of Ishtar or Inanna like into the underworld and we have to go through that I think especially if we're we have opened up to walk on this path there is an importance of experiencing that so like you said it's we cannot only focus on what spirituality has been and even yoga is is focused on the upward motion and the and the light and all of this we have to go down also so I really love that you shared that and and just like with all of this also your path with Mary Magdalene is very interesting to hear for me like I want to know like how how that connection (laughs) happened and how she's also connected with the Black Madonna and everything so yeah, the, the Magdalene came to me through the womb work. Obviously, when I started to work with the womb, one of the, the biggest teachers and guides of the womb is Mary Magdalene. You know, she is the the soul doula, the 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 midwife, the the woman that connects us to our womb space. I, I'd read, you know, Mary Magdalene is someone I've read much more about through all the different mystery schools and the different texts and the, the Gnostics and the Bible and, and all of the different stories that that surround Mary Magdalene. But for me, the stories of the Magdalene, which are the most powerful, are the ones I've collected on pilgrimage to her and the south of France has, I've visited at least six times in the sacred places of Mary Magdalene. I've gone there with the womb school that I work with. I've gone there with many women's groups and my my accounting of Mary Magdalene has been done through really the experiences that I've seen with women on these retreats, what happens to them, what what connects in them when they go on the pilgrimage to Mary Magdalene. And yeah, it's the womb. It's always the womb. She works within the the healing realms of the womb. I do believe there is some truth into the lineage that she came from of the, you know, the the womb priestesses and how she was tantrically working with Jesus in order to prepare him to pass through his human form into his, his higher form. 
And I do believe that that alchemy happened purely because those two came together. I don't believe that Jesus would have been able to do that and pass through that ritual without the, the sacred union of an external feminine. So she teaches us that too. I believe that the gates of the womb and the, the work that happened in her womb was done through the priestess lineage and then later consummated with her lovemaking with Jesus that en enabled her some healing there as well, as well as working to allow him to go through his deep passing and his deep exaltation and his rising to be at union with God again. So to me, she is the ultimate sacred sexuality teacher. She is the ultimate womb doula, death doula, life doula. And I think she, her teachings, which she integrated here in France, I have a great belief that the waters that she worked within France, she, you know, encoded the waters with all of her teachings. She put the teachings in all the sacred places so that all the women that came after her benefited from from her. So I think that's what you feel when you visit those sites. You you're very fully aware of what she left there, what she wanted us to receive there and if you're able to get into the space to you know go deep into that meditation space to come deep into receivership you will you will receive from her the the connection with the black madonna people always say this to me what's the connection with the black madonna and mary magdalene and isn't that difficult to answer you know because everything is a belief or a perspective who knows what I know, what I feel is, is that these teachers offer a lot of light, don't they? Like the Magdalene and Mother Mary, they teach us a lot of light and not everything exists in one polarity. There is always and has to be the opposite polarity because we are living in duality. So in order to, to connect the dots for me with Magdalene and Mother Mary with the Black Madonna is the Black Madonna offers the opposite uh, perspective so whereas Magdalene might bring in life through the womb Black Madonna might show us the death through the womb and I definitely experienced that through my own miscarriage I know that if I work with women with fertility that it's definitely the Mary Magdalene that I call in as opposed to the Black Madonna so I think these women have like us you know we're all looking at teachers and saying oh I wish I was like them and all the time we're wishing we were like them we're missing out on how we are and what gifts we have and you know I've done that I've projected my all my adoration onto these saints until I met the Black Madonna and she was like you are already magnificent so recognize your light recognize your dark and start working on you as a Christed being and that's the potential for every woman when they start to work with Magdalene is what is Magdalene she wants to push back to you all that you project onto her because she wants you to embody what you see in her so whatever I've seen in Mary Magdalene whatever I've admired and adored and you know what I think most women connect to the fact that she was just a normal woman and give it back to yourself she was an incredible teacher 
bring that back to myself where am I not living my incredible teacher she was uh, in adoration of the masculine and wanted to exalt him where am I needing to do that and that's how I use the Magdalene I use her to go what beautiful qualities does she hold and where is she wanting me to see them in myself and bring them forward more from my unconscious mind into my consciousness and into my daily life because I really want to heighten this when I work with Magdalene and in women. This doesn't mean that you have to give up your life to be a Mary Magdalene type woman. It means that you bring it into your life. You can be working in an office and embody the Magdalene, you know, persona or the energies or the teachings. You can be working in a field and be embodying that essence this isn't asking us to give up everything because we can't all do that this is asking she asks you to be who you are to follow what your soul calls and that is really unique and different to for everybody you know she hermitaged in a cave that's not everybody's calling so that was hers what's yours and that's what Magdalene for me does. And on the other hand, the, the Black Madonna is showing me what's your shadow? What's your bad behaviours? Where are you holding yourself back? What, uh, what badness do you give to this world? Where are you raping Mother Nature's resources? Where are you being abusive to the feminine? She's that polarity for me. So with that being explained... This is how I like to use them both in my life. Black Madonna shows me my shadow. Mary Magdalene shows me my light. And that's how I like to work with these two. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. That's beautiful. And I love, yeah, I get it. It's, oh yeah. I'm so happy that, that I connected with you. I've learned so much from you already. And uh, I would also love for you to share like what you're doing and sharing right now and if people want to connect with you. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So currently I offer transmissions. These are a sacred transmission that I was taught by a teacher to deliver to the body, the psyche really, on a very unconscious level. They're a deep weaving that enters your whole being and make some transformation. So they need to be experienced really to be explained. But I recently, I'm just doing a series of transmissions on the Black Madonna. But in September, my big body of work comes out and I am sending a call out for 12 women only to go through one year's training with me in uh, what's called the 13 Roses. And these are the portals of entry into the womb. So the breasts, the yoni, all the things we talked about before, the cervix. And it's an intense training, as I said, over a year. And it is really about bringing these womb teachings to women and trying to bring women who feel the call into their power and say, yes, I can teach this. I can hold this space. I'm a carrier of the Magdalene energy, of the Black Madonna energy, and I want to work with women. So that starts in September, and all the details are on my website and on my social media accounts. That sounds amazing. I will share that also in the show notes, your website and everything. So 
Yeah, it was so amazing to talk to you. I'm sure we're going to talk again. And I'm so grateful that you took your time to share with all of us. So thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. I felt you and your beautiful Instagram page. And so it's just been an absolute pleasure to to connect with uh, the sister of the Rose Mm. and uh, share this. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope that this conversation and episode was healing for you on your path and maybe you have your own experiences or want to experience anything around this mystical path you can check out Colette's website and Facebook and Instagram in the show notes and see if any of her courses and sharings are resonating with you and if you do have any feedbacks or comments please connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. I would love to hear from you. And let's close this episode with a deep inhalation in through the nose. And exhale out through your mouth. And thank you so much for being here today.